Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, yes, we have another new co-host for you, a new two-way conversation happening, open format as we always do. Uh, but this evening, this gentleman comes from that wonderful young lady by the name of Courtney, who's just a powerful person on connecting podcasts with amazing co-hosts. And I'm excited because this, this guy's going to be an amazing co-host for you because this gentleman's coming to us as a speaker, an author, a coach. He's a natural leader. And as I hinted, as an author, he's a best-selling author. He's a renowned coach. And he's a speaker who knows how to impact and reach an audience. This is important. Not all speakers know how to do this. <laughs> he's the lead trainer and lead coach inside of the prosperity revolution and i'm going to show off some of the sites today too on the video feed for some of you podcast listeners out there reminder all this stuff goes to youtube um but let's let's dig into this here he, he has built multiple successful businesses in the areas of insurance real estate he recently fulfilled his long-term dream of selling his insurance agency to become a full-time coach and quick background on this guy he was a lieutenant serving our country in the United States Army. He was a platoon leader during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, he was charged with the safety and leadership of 42 soldiers as they served our country in Kuwait. So I respect this. This is awesome. I'm really excited about this guy today. And he has simp his simple philosophy on life is live what you teach. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nate Bailey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very nice intro. I'm uh, excited to be here on yeah, the man. show. So thank you. So so you've been around the block, my friend. I mean, uh, uh, I, I've, Iraqi freedom, like that was legit. <laughs> how long ago, yeah. how long ago is that now? Cause that's, cause you've been, so you've been, uh, you, you completed that tour. What, what year was that? Yeah. So I, I received my orders to, that I was going to be deployed in 2005 mm -hmm. and they sent us to camp Shelby, Mississippi for three months to train, uh, to get, get ready to go to Kuwait. And that's right when Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, and yeah. So uh, being a uh, northern uh, Wisconsin boy, growing up in a small town, I had never experienced a hurricane other than on the news channel. And uh, so I got to witness one of the big ones. Um, they locked us in our barracks for three days. And literally, we just sat there while this hurricane came through. And uh, so experienced that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we got deployed. We got sent to Kuwait. I think we arrived November of 2005, and we were there for a year. So we came home, you know, in November of 2006. Now, if you don't mind me asking, uh, obviously, because let's be real, this is, it was war. Uh, did your entire platoon make a home? Yeah, we did. So awesome. we were in Kuwait, and it was pretty quiet in Kuwait. So yeah. it was, uh, you know, we didn't see any uh, battle per se. Um, like I said, it was it was very safe. We were very close to Iraq, obviously, uh, you know, five miles away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we didn't, uh, you know, we were there doing camp security. There's probably six or seven different bases in Kuwait at the time, and uh, so our battalion was there was a company kind of at each one, and we were doing camp security, um, running the checkpoints, the entrance points, in and out, searching vehicles and and checking IDs to make sure everybody was coming in that was supposed to come in and uh, not letting anyone in that wasn't supposed to come in. So that was kind of our job there for a year. And uh, so that's, that's what we were doing out over in Kuwait. 
So were you, I, I guess obviously that, that sounds like mo- mostly like peacekeeping forces, right? Like you guys were there to, once they've ironed out the big wrinkles, you're there to keep the wrinkles ironed out. <laughs> to yeah, <a> point. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, uh, most of the, most of the units, well, they, they go to Iraq, they come in through Kuwait, I would say. And there was, obviously there's a lot of uh, convoys and supplies that would come in through Kuwait into Iraq. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, and so that's, what most of the bases there were for in Kuwait to kind of support units coming in and out of Iraq. So logistics, uh, some were coming in or coming out and getting ready to go home. And they would just be kind of resting R and R for a few weeks before they headed home and and things like that. There's an air base in Kuwait. And uh, so, yeah, really just kind of support. Wow. And when did you got back or, or actually even before you left, uh, were you guys assigned with any of the Katrina type of assignments? Because I know there was just countless, work that had to be done obviously related to that too yeah the uh when we finally were able to come out of our barracks once the hurricane had gone through and or, or had finished um it was crazy to see how much damage had been done and then there was a lot of people from new orleans that were coming into camp shelby mm-hmm. uh fema had had camps set up all over through throughout camp shelby where they you know they were forced out of their homes and and that was one of the places where they were coming um to find some shelter and safety. And uh, we didn't help really much with the cleanup just because we were already on a mission to go to Kuwait. Right. Uh, we helped for a day or two to help clean up around base. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really about it. And so they brought a bunch of other units from other National Guard uh, units from across the country in to help actually support Katrina. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so obviously that, that, that builds a nice foundation for you. So uh, obviously years since now you've, you've morphed yourself into an author, speaker, and coach. So what made you take that route? Because obviously per your bio and your background, you, you got into the insurance and the real estate business. And, and when that, that's done right, you can financially do well if you know what you're doing. Um, but clearly uh, you sold the agency. So what's, let's connect the dots on that for everybody listening in. Yeah, I think, you know, deep down, I always, I am now doing what I always kind of felt called to do um, from a very young age. I don't know, you probably remember being in school and you'd have speakers come to your school and it was kind of a awesome time where you got out of class, you go to the auditorium, you listen to these people that you don't know, talk, tell their story and be, you know, motivational speakers and things like that. And I just remember thinking, I can like clearly remember each and every one of them that, that had come through through the time I was in, uh, you know, K through 12. And uh, just remembering how cool that was that, that there were people that literally just traveled the country and went and spoke and motivated uh, and inspired these kids inside of these schools. And I just remember, you know, thinking to myself that that would be something pretty cool to do. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, life happens. Uh, I was always drawn towards leadership, but, you know, I was an officer, as you said, a lieutenant, platoon leader in the Army. I've, I've been a coach, you know, I've coached high school, coached grade school, I've coached college football, um, you know, so I've always been a coach or a leader, um, you know, throughout the different organizations and associations in my profession. When I was in insurance, I was in leadership roles, president of our, you know, insurance association. And uh, so I've always been drawn to be a leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker. You know, I've always, you know, I've read Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell and 
Tony Robbins and all, all yeah, the, we all got libraries, all those guys and always been inspired and always have said really in the back of my mind that that is someday what I would do. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't know how that works, how that happens. Right. I mean, there's just, I don't think there's any real true roadmap to like, all right, do this, this, and this, and then you'll be, one day become Tony Robbins. And, uh, hmm. and, and so I've just fell into that path. It's always been in front of my mind. I've always, like I said, uh, been drawn to the leadership roles and into speaking and getting in front of groups and inspiring and teaching and training. And, and I think all, all of those combined through time have kind of led me to what I do now and the opportunity that I've had. And, um, you know, what really catapulted me towards this opportunity that I have inside of being a lead trainer and lead coach inside of the prosperity revolution, um, you know, man wealth and shield main there's some of the programs that we have was, um, you know, I was a point in my life where I wasn't happy with what was going on. I knew that, um, there had to be more right yeah um married with kids at the time i had i owned a crossfit gym i had, I had a full-time wow, a fellow, a fellow agency. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah um uh, so crossfit gym insurance agency owned i still own you know multiple uh, investment properties across the country and um but at some point along the way, I kind of lost my way. I was working way too much, not spending a lot of time with my wife and my kids, um, you know, using the excuse of, of what I did, running my businesses as a reason for why I couldn't be home and they should understand and kind of lost track of my health there for a while. Got, got close to 300 pounds, you know, to the point where I was literally out of breath at one point, bending over to tie my shoes. And Wait, hold on. I got, like I got to stop those. screen sharing here for a second. Oh man. Yeah. I'm a, I, I, we got to pause on this. I, I'm a, I'm also, I'm a CFL one coach as well. So, uh, I, okay. I found CrossFit thanks to the firefighting lifestyle back in 2010. I didn't even know what the hell it was. Like I showed up on base and like, all right, we're doing two wads a day for the next 14 days straight. No days off. We got to, this is, this is kind of like basic training. You know, we got to see where you're at. And I'm like, what's a wad? What's, what's CrossFit? Um, and yeah, after like the first day I found out real fast, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've, I love the fact you're so transparent about weight gain, lifestyle impact here. And that's why I wanted to pause on this because this is real, man. Like it's, I see this so often with former military, like getting right out of the military. But do you, do you, if you had to trace it back, did it start there? Because you, I've talked to a lot of former military guys and, and ladies, and I find this is a common thread. Whether it be firefighting, police, military, you have a very structurized program you follow. There's, it's very focused. It's very dedicated. Um, and then when you, when that ends, I, a lot of people struggle to. I guess, orchestrate their life. And do you think that the weight gain stuff happened there or did it happen when you started, honestly, like, like I've done the corporate space years ago, like start chasing the dollar. And as you hinted, the family becomes secondary, the finances come first and you start losing your way. Like where, where do you think it started happening? Yeah. Well, it definitely happened after deployment. I would say, you know, I was in the Wisconsin army national guard. So, okay. Um, before deployment, I was, you know, kind of headed down that path. was was definitely um, overweight and uh, and and was spending a lot of time inside my business. Didn't have kids yet, so that wasn't the added, you know, 
I don't know if you have kids or not. I do not. Um, I've chosen to okay. to be. So, yeah, I mean, if you have, if you're listening, and you got kids, you know that it it does it it magnifies what's going on in your marriage. It doesn't uh, make things easier. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home from deployment, I was probably in the best shape of my life because on deployment, you know, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. You're pretty very routine, and uh, and I got into a really good routine working out every single day. Um, yeah, Were you doing, is, this, is that how you found CrossFit or was that after you got back? No, actually it wasn't until quite a while after I got back. I think I had heard about it when I got back. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until 2012 when I was like, like I said, I was close to 300 pounds and I hmm. was like out of breath, literally tying my shoes to where I was like, okay, I need to do something here. And so that's when I sought out crossfit was at that time and like i said end of 2012 yeah. and right, so, um, so you found that like two years after i found it but it, it's interesting yeah. that's why i love geeking out about this because i i just I, I get intrigued when i hear these stories i'm like okay when did it happen what was the timeline yeah. um and in, to, to pause on that what was the breaking point for you uh because i've heard all all kinds of answers it's powerful and i think it's great for people to hear this like was it the personal feeling of oh dude i'm out of breath bending over was it the family component was it the were you flashing back to your your condition that you were in from military like what what was that like do you remember like what that spark was where it's like man f this dude i'm screw this let's we need to do something about this yeah well i was you know i I played college football I, i was an athlete my entire life and so I was mid thirties at the time. And you still had this idea or this picture of yourself being the 20 year old college football player in in the best shape of his life. But the reality was when I actually looked at a picture of myself, I was like, Whoa, I am nowhere close to that. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it was, I think the real like clincher for me was literally, and I keep going back to it. It was like when I was out of breath trying to tie my shoes, like that was the moment where it's like, all right, I really need to go do something here. And we had started to have kids and, you know, it was, it was important for me to be an example for my children and, and, and to, uh, to do something about it. Cause I, I, I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Setting so, a good example. Yeah. I, you know, and then I was kind of the classic, I, I tried, you know, being an athlete, being, being competitive, being a competitor or my, you know, most of my life or seeing myself that way, at least, um, it took me probably one or two wads workouts at CrossFit for me to get hooked and like addicted and go, went extremely overboard and just showing up every day and got super into weightlifting, you know, the sport of weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting and, and, oh, I love uh, good Ollie, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Clean and jerks, snatches all day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I literally have been building my own little box in my garage out back. So it's uh, yeah, I got yeah. You know, there's uh, at least a pull up rig set up in the rafters now. There's a squat rack. Got got some of the big black you know horse stall mats out there. The rubber mats. Uh, oh yeah. Box jumps. Uh, I, I'm a big kettlebell guy. I've been really getting into yeah. the, into the the sport of kettlebell that's done internationally. Yeah. It's really awesome. So yeah. Um, but this is awesome. But I mean, I think the biggest takeaway also I want to get out of this for our listeners and for you and I to keep, keep geeking out is that if you want to lead, you have to set by example, right? So, okay, being an author, okay, anybody could write a, I mean, I shouldn't say that anybody could write a book because I still haven't written my book yet. So <laughs> I, I will stop myself right there. Um, Anyone can write a book. That is true. <laughs> true but statement. It doesn't matter. Okay. 
obviously, the healthier you are, the more energy you have to exert into these activities. That's something I always teach people too. And it's cool, like, because you found CrossFit and it was like, boom, it was hitting the reset switch. It's like, oh, now you have an excuse to look at your diet, to look at your daily lifestyle, to look at your sleep cycles, because you need to be able to show up the next day, do another wad again, and it was kicking the crap out of you. And you, now the cycle has begun. Um, so, but I, do you also feel that part of that tug of war was also because you were trying to be a father, a husband, you were trying to build a successful insurance business? Because I think us guys and, and ladies, we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So what do you, what do you think about that? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, at the time, I think it was another opportunity for me to, well, number one, I was, I was out of shape. So I needed, to, I needed to do something. I needed to, I wanted to, it was, it was time for me to change. Like I was ready. Like I, I was tired of being, you found your why you know, out of weight uh, or out of shape, overweight guy. And uh, so that was time. And, uh, but it was also, you know, like I said, uh, things inside my relationship weren't the greatest inside of my marriage. And, and I, again, we started to have kids and that didn't help. No, amplified. Really magnified everything that was wrong inside of what was going on with us. And uh, so I still didn't know how to address that or be become the five-star daddy and father that I, um, that I daily choose to try to become today. And and so it was just, it was another opportunity for me to uh, suppress what was going on inside my home and spend more time in the CrossFit gym, right? Like, nice. You know, and, and it's a good excuse, right? Like, well, I'm at the gym, I'm working out, which, which, is, uh, which is a way for me to be in shape, be an example for my kids and to uh, be, a, be around for a long time hmm. for them as well. But it was also a way for me to hide from the problems that were going on inside of my home, so... That's a good point. I, 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 I joked around with my fiance. Uh, I, I love getting transparent on this show. So I've talked about it a couple of times, but so she had broken up with me for three, for three months <laughs> because I was a bachelor dude my whole life. Like I'm 40 now. So yeah. I was a bachelor throughout the firefighting. Cause I, I used the job of firefighting as an excuse because you know, we'd be deployed sometimes gone for a month at a time, blah, blah, blah. You only, you're only allowed to come yeah. back. You only need, you get two days of rest and recovery and then we're right back at it again. So we would just, it'd be okay. six, 16 hour days. If you're assigned to a fire, you can go two weeks straight before you have to take your two days off for health and, and recovery. And then you're right back at it again. So we would just do like, we would literally average about 2000 hours in a summer. And that's not, that's a normal year for most people. So I just made the excuse. I'm like, Hey, I'm just not about trying to bring a girl into this. I don't want the distraction. There, there was guys in my crew worried if somebody was cheating on them, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, you, you, yeah. better, you better work on your self-confidence, bro. Because if you're thinking like that, maybe you're with the wrong girl, or maybe you got to realize what's going on inside of you, a whole different podcast yeah. there. <laughs> but, yeah, right. but to your point, when I moved back here to the East coast, cause I was Arizona I was, and I was in Colorado. And then I finally came back here to Pennsylvania and I had met her and I wasn't living in the moment. I wasn't living and allowing myself to have my walls drop down to um, I've talked about this before, embracing vulnerability, right? Like it's okay to become vulnerable, to show that you are approachable. This, I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. Didn't know that. And but mind you, before firefighting, I went back to school uh, for marketing and, and I dual majored in psychology. So like I've done some of the head work stuff educationally and I couldn't even self-diagnose myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it took, it took her like realizing like this dude, 
must still be messed the hell up. So I'm just going to end it because he's not going to change. And yeah, it was a wake up call because I I've never. I mean, I've been broken up with before, but it was like, it was like, whoa, like this one rocked me harder than it's been. I'm in my thirties and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. The hell I've done all this crazy shit in my life. Like what is, what the hell is wrong with me? And I became obsessed yeah. with it for that three months. I, I did all, you, you get this. Cause like we were talking about the, the library, right? The books, the self and professional development. Yeah. So next thing you know, yeah. I took a break from all of that and did all kinds of self work on trying to understand my brain relationships, love, all this other stuff. I geeked out for that three months and I found out that my head was really far up my butt. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm getting some of that out of you. It's like learning to live in the moment and connect with her. Like you were escaping to the CrossFit gym. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know it. I didn't realize it, let's say, um, at the time. I, this is something that I've come to realize looking back what was going on and like wow yeah that's um subconsciously i think that was uh, definitely what was going on i was using that as a way to ignore you know because i didn't know how to deal with it at the time right. and uh and there's a lot of like you know not taking any responsibility for what was going on right like it's all about her and what she needs to do and how she should change and uh, that was just a bad, it was just a vicious cycle that we were in, you know, cause yeah. she was saying, she was thinking and saying the same things and, you know, it was just never getting better. And we were just kind of in this place, right. Where we were roommates and, and uh, mm. battling, you know, on how, how to, how to be parents and, and just wasn't a healthy environment inside of the, uh, my marriage for a while. And finally coming to a point where I was like, I didn't, I don't want this anymore. And uh, you know, what, what can I do to get what I want? Just getting clarity on what I want and, and, uh, and then trying to find out ways to, uh, to make that happen, to get that. So, so you, you basically, and not, not to pass over this stuff, but I'm going to, obviously you, you put the work in, you guys figured this out, you worked on it. And this is all before you got started getting on stage and speaking. Right. I mean, because I almost feel yeah. like, if you got on stage speaking, let's be real. Like, let's think about some people out there in the world today that are on stage. If you're out there the, to inspire, motivate, and change other people's lives, and you got this kind of crap going on at home, I don't think you can do it. And if you can, you're a charlatan. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. yeah well, let's. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying it's all perfect. No, and no. It never is, right? Um, but at the same time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I hear, especially once you kind of get in the, this world, you'll hear from people all the time how, you know, there are speakers out there that are w w one way on stage and then exactly the opposite mm. uh, behind behind the curtain. And that's not who I want to be. And uh, again, I'm by no means sitting here uh shouting from the mountaintops that I, I live this amazing, perfect world and that my, my wife and I never have arguments or disagreements and, or things that we have to work through or, oh, or yeah. whatever that you write, uh, which, you know, First I, think all, I almost like, feel like arguments are necessary. It's like, it's, I yeah. feel like if you're oh, not absolutely. having an argument, you're not in a normal relationship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Conflict is good, you know, to confront what's going on instead of just pushing it to the side, which was what I did for years. Yeah. That's what I was doing through CrossFit. That's what I was doing through my businesses yeah. and it was not healthy. So yeah, it's, it's very healthy to, to do that and to have that open 
openness inside of a relationship. Uh, but, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, at, to your point, um, yeah, I don't want to be up preaching one thing and not and living in an entire different life. And so that's what we, we, we say to our clients, the men and women that work with us all the time that, you know, Hey, we live this. Um, well, we don't just sit here and uh, talk about it. Like we actually, you know, if we're telling you to do something, it's because we are doing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are living it. We want, you know, be as genuine and real as possible. So, and use, you know, use, use my my story and my past and the, the experiences that I've had to help others because when someone can realize that, wow, what they're going through, um, you know, they're not alone, that like actually this person that's up on stage that's, that's teaching and training and coaching uh, actually went through the same thing. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's nice to know that, right. That, yeah. that I haven't just lived this perfect life and now I'm going to tell you how to do it. Like I've had the struggles, right. I, I think <laughs> that makes you a better speaker because yeah, my business partner September, he was a Super Bowl champion and actually yeah, he sold his Super Bowl ring. Like he was at such a point in his life where he bankruptcy and just at the bottom and to the wow. point where he had to sell his Super Bowl ring. Um, and I, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, Oh, like my heart hurt. Like, Cause I've been an athlete for a long time and I know what it takes to win a Super Bowl, And I can't imagine the thought of ever having to sell that. Right. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So there's September right there. Yeah. 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 So ladies and gentlemen, um, I, from, for some of the, for the listeners who weren't obviously don't watch this on video, make sure you check him out at Nate I was doing a lot of sharing from his site, but now I just jumped over to um, a big part of their brand and they're speaking is pro rev with a V's and Victor live.com. And I'm just doing some sharing on their event coming up in October in Dallas, Texas. But there he is. He's it's a, he's a he's a big strong man. <laughs> he is a big strong man. Yeah, yeah. And he's such a good dude too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get to share the stage with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just me and him. Yeah. You know, we'll bring clients up on stage to uh, uh, throughout parts. But yeah, it's me and uh, myself and September on on stage for the three days teaching and speaking inspiring and and it's it's awesome it's an awesome three days together so we did our first pro rev live in april and it was it was great so yeah now we're coming to dallas nice oh so you didn't where was the first one at first one was in uh dana point or orange county california oh the little so cali they, speaking okay yeah and that's where we uh that's where we run most of our events okay so that's kind of our home base yeah well, I mean, you got, this is a hell of a lineup on here. I mean, I mean again, guys, prorevlive.com. Um, I'm going to yeah. scroll back up here to our, our man here. Um, by the way, I, I cannot rock a jacket like that. That is all him. <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> that thing pops, man. It's just, uh, it does. I, if I'm going to go yeah. that poppy, I might have to go like hot pink or something. I might go magenta or something. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Hot pink. <laughs> I, can uh, I can see it. So how long have you been connected with him? How did you get connected to him? Yeah, so... He's really, um, you know, when I talk about three years ago and all the struggles I was going through and realizing that, like, I didn't want to continue down this path, I, uh, I invested in myself heavily to change, like to find someone else that, that had been through, you know, what I have, or they might have a different path that I could take to get to where I want to go faster, to get the marriage and the relationship with my kids that I want ultimately to to be able to do that and not have to sacrifice, you know, my fitness, not have to sacrifice my business and, and uh, in, inside of spirituality, my connection with God and, 
And so to really just like, like some might say is to have it all or what we say is to be a wealthy man in all areas of life. Like that idea, I was like, is it possible? Because my reality three years ago was that it wasn't possible, that mm. not the way I was living. And um, so, yeah, he was, uh, he was my lead trainer, my lead coach uh, three years ago. And so I came through as a student, you would say, and then we stayed connected over the last three years and to the point where, I wanted to do what he was doing. And so I started to do that on my own and we stayed connected. And then, uh, and then, you know, about a year, year and a half ago, um, he brought me on. And, uh, like I said, in February, I think you mentioned it. I, I, I took the big leap, sold my insurance agency that I've had for, well, I've been in the insurance business since 2004. Um, and, and had a nice little business going and, uh, and sold it so that I could truly follow my passion and uh, do what, I, what I've always kind of felt called to do, just never knowing exactly how that was gonna happen or what it was gonna look like until the opportunity actually came. And I seized it, I took it, you know, a lot of people That's may exciting. not have done that, but I, uh, I was like, I'm, this is my opportunity, I'm gonna take it and run with it. And it's been, uh, it's been the best decision I've ever made. So. Well, I mean, I love it because, again, not everybody's going to do that, right? You know, or they're not ready just yet. I, I, I've said this yeah. on the show many times that we're just all at a different place on the timeline with our self-development, our professional development, you know, where you're at positioning. Like, it's a big leap to just unplug from your primary income stream. So there, I'm guessing there was probably some groundwork you laid and some planning to help that transition. But in the end, it, there's still going to be a leap no matter what. That's yeah. just yeah. trusting in yourself how far you've come and if you truly want to leave a legacy, it kind of connects back to what we, we, you and I were talking briefly before we started the show today. And you're like, so why did you start your podcast? And in yeah. talking to you today, I can actually modify my answer a little bit and enhance it. Cause I said, well, it's a free show. I mean, most podcasts, it's powerful, free content. That's why I, I emphasize on powerful. I don't want some boring show that is just me talking alone, I chose a co-hosting format so I can meet amazing people like yourself um, and bring your stories out there. So I'm learning with you. So it's actually a two-way street. I want to get something out of it because I, I love meeting people. I love networking. I love getting out there. And then I get to share that with the world. And hopefully they get, if they get one positive thing out of each and every single episode, then I'm leaving a legacy behind. And that's what I'm hearing from you today as well is that Stepping into the coaching role or a speaker role, it's about leaving a legacy. You're trying to help other people. Yes, you get paid to do that, and it's a paid event, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm sorry. It's, what's yeah. the definition of an entrepreneur? Somebody who fixes somebody else's problem for money. Okay, that's it's yeah. business. Okay, so if you're, if you're a paid speaker, which, by the way, that's on my goals list, is because I've, yeah. I've done public speaking too, but I haven't made, I haven't transitioned that far into where you are at. So I love it. I think this is awesome. So, yeah, one of the principles that we teach inside of uh, you know what we do inside of the Prosperity Revolution is dollars follow value, and uh, you know if you have value to create, you should. Why should you? Shouldn't you get compensated for that? Yeah. If the marketplace, you know, it's like we pay for things all the time because there's like the iPhone. Like we, you pay good money so that you can get an iPhone because why? Because people want. The technology in the iphone and so they're willing to give up their hard-earned uh, dollars 
to get that. We do the same thing when we speak and, and teach and coach. Like we are creating value for people, and and uh, so we get compensated yeah. for that, of course. And you're taking time um, out of your lives to give back to others. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, you talk about leaving a legacy. Actually, the the book that I wrote um, just a year ago is called "Live Your Legacy." Uh, I talk about you know living your legacy. It's one thing to leave a legacy, but it's another to actually live it. Like, why should we not? Um, enjoy the fruits of what we are building and, and the journey that we are on as we build this legacy to actually live it along the way. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a big, big believer in, you know, legacy and leaving it and, and, and also really uh, taking on the mindset of actually living it, you know, enjoying the fruits of it along the way as you build this path, not just financially, but of course, uh, across the board, you know, yeah. Uh, being more. So, well, so what, how long did it take you to work on that book? I got to uh, ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> cause you just released that. I, I think I, uh, and here it is on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, live your legacy, yeah, I, the 90 day lifestyle of, roadmap. There it is. Yeah. I'm one of these guys that like, once I get an idea in my mind, I'm going to do it and I'm going to ship it and I will improve upon it and update it and tweak it and edit it and refine it along the way. But I'm not going to wait until it's perfect before I put it out to the marketplace because there's a good chance it'll never happen that way. So I decided I was going to do this probably in November of 2016. And I believe I had it um, published or set out to the marketplace in like February. Awesome. So probably two or three months. Well, I'm going to add you to my new... Uh, are you familiar with Amazon influencer pages? No, I don't think so. Oh, well. So when people go to livefuel.com now, I have an Amazon banner on there. If they click on that, it actually takes them directly to my influencer page. So what that means oh, is, okay. so like I don't, I don't monetize my show, but yeah. I, as I as the yeah. show continues to grow, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm trust me, I'm spending well over a thousand dollars a year to run this show, my site, the platform. There's other stuff I have going on. So I'm like, listen, yeah. if I have loyal fans, like. If you go on Amazon, which everybody does, just click on my banner because then even if you don't buy stuff off of the the actual influencer page, that's fine. But at least you can see some of the stuff that I buy. And then yeah. you, but then just start shopping and I'll, I'll get like a tiny, you know, penny <laughs> or whatever oh, comes yeah. out of that. And that's how you start getting some some extra things. But anyway, I you can build your own influencer page and gotcha. And then like for example, so I just added your book into that influencer page. So now okay. you know, I, I there's it's everything on there. I have all the books that I've either bought or you know purchased that you can get through Amazon. I, I make sure I put them on an influencer page. Like, I mean, there's replacements for my, I'm a huge athlete guy. So, I mean, everything from French presses for my coffee to, <laughs> to this yeah. is a new replacement kit for, for bike pumps. I mean, I'm a huge cyclist. So here's all the books, but yeah. yeah. So it's something fun. So you're um, a big cyclist guy? Oh yeah. I just got back from I Vermont last week. I just across America uh, with uh, six guys here in April. We did a uh, ride across America, raised like over three hundred thousand dollars for this. Uh, oh, I'm jealous. Company called Lifewater, but it was quite the journey. I and, am familiar uh, with Lifewater. They're the ones that are doing clean water around the globe, right? They are, yeah. Yep. Uh, our our money is particularly going to the district of uh, Bensa in Ethiopia. Nice schools but yeah so yeah that was uh i i just recently got back into cycling i uh, i just did a ride this weekend we were supposed to do 100 100 miles and uh ended up being a torrential downpour so they canceled it like 40 miles in and we 
we kept going and we we did 64 okay but uh yeah i've enjoyed cycling um i've been uh oh god you talk about all the coaching roles you've done i've been a 11 years as a, as a USSA ski race coach for kids for ski racing. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm a, been a, I've been a CrossFit coach for the past three years. Go even earlier. I was a spinning instructor and cycling coach for many years. Um, I was a coach in the corporate world. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. so yeah. I, I have some, I have some common ground for you here. Um, yeah. actually when people, I, I just got, had some new graphics designed for all my brand pages on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and everything else. So actually, it might not be as big on your screen, but when people go to like the Facebook page, so this is the new cover image here. So, you know, Spartan racing, this was, this, this is me sitting on a, on the, a very steep grade in Tuckerman ravine in New Hampshire in the spring. (laughs) Uh, we, we hiked the, the hour plus in and backcountry skied that sucker. That was solid ice. This was me competing a couple months. Yeah. It looks steep. Yeah, this was me competing a couple months ago in Philadelphia at a CrossFit competition. And then, yeah, here's my road bike uh, atop of Hawk Mountain, which is on the Appalachian Trail here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I do 100-mile. That was actually a – that was a metric century ride. That was probably 65 miles or whatever it is. So, yeah, okay. dude, I'm I'm with you, man. Like, I we just got back from Vermont, my buddy's bachelor party. So we rented a house yeah. and seven guys. I'm actually literally building a trailer video for it right now with all the all the photos and videos we took. We spent four days up there. We covered 70 miles on our mountain bikes. So um, that's cool. Yeah, everything from down. We we actually hit one of the downhill ski resorts and and raced our mountain bikes down that sucker multiple oh, wow. times. So yeah, we're <laughs> I'm I'm not normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I recently got into uh, um, in, like. Uh, ultra running nice so yeah i'm uh dipping my toes in that i'm uh, i'm training for my first try so i've uh, Are you? yeah nice. well, I, i've done awesome. marathons and half marathons i've done 100 200 mile cycling events i haven't biked across country you got me on that one uh but <laughs> i can't swim for shit i mean it's a joke it's like my fiance makes fun of me she thinks it's so hilarious so yeah. we all have our weaknesses and our areas to improve in life and continue i mean i've skydived i fought fires i i've stayed away yeah. from water like fire and yeah. water dude fire and water yeah. <laughs> my logo's got fire in it I, I do not have water in my logo for a reason <laughs> yeah yeah that's so, uh well you know i did an iron man in 2008 and that's like the number one thing i think everyone would say to me when they heard I did an Ironman was, uh, I think I could do, definitely do the bike and I could, I could definitely do the run, but I, I don't know about swimming. Like it's almost the number one thing that everybody says. And I'm like, well, I was in the same boat. I just, I just got in a pool and just like figured it out. And oh, I just, I'm, like, I'm taking lessons know, the more right you do now. it, just like anything. Yeah. 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 Are you? Yeah. You'll appreciate this. You're, you're a coach, right? Every coach should have a coach, right? Yes. So everybody, you should yes. work with somebody better than you. So I was like, well, yeah. if I believe in coaching and I've been a coach and I've always had better coaches than me with business and everything else, like, uh, I'm going to go hire a coach. So I've got a guy over here at an aquatic center, uh, at Cedar Crest college. It's, uh, run by Rodale. Who's that big printing company that runs men's health and women's health and all those publications. And so, yeah, they got a great training facility and I'm in there trying to swim every single week for the past three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love that you say that because it's it's so true. I mean, if you're going to be a coach, you you sh- you definitely should be. Uh, you definitely should have coaches yourself. I have a I have a speaking coach right now. His name's Joe Williams. I work with Tony Robbins, 
for 20 years as a senior trainer and, and he's my speaking coach, him and his wife. And nice. uh, I have a nutritionist that, you know, helps me with my nutrition. I have a running coach for these ultra marathons that I'm uh, tackling. Mm-hmm. I always have some kind of a coach. So I love that because if you stop learning, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just kind of like almost being out of integrity as a coach. Um, you should have a coach as well to continue to grow and keep, keep expanding and learning and growing. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when I, I guess I've gotten so busy with the podcast and, and doing a few new speaking events and the travel business. Like I just, I don't, I don't officially coach CrossFit anymore. Like if my friends who own the boxes around me that I all work out at, they're like, Hey Scott, can you cover our class? And if I'm local, I'll try to, you know, cause I I'll still, I still stay up on everything, yeah. but, uh, I actually now yeah. pers- purposely on Mondays and Fridays when I'm local, I try and get into my buddy's box and I go in right before lunch when he's doing his workout and he's the owner of the gym. And he's way better than me. So he's not officially my coach, but why do you think I'm doing that? He's better than me. I'm going to go yeah, work out with yeah. that guy. <laughs> right. So yeah. uh, speaking of surrounding yeah. yourself with people that are better than you. So one of the other sites, ladies and gentlemen, manwealth.com. Look at this thing, man. It's a bunch of big buff yeah. dudes. Like, what is this all about? <laughs> and obviously there's your partner in crime right there. So like, what? I mean, is this? Yeah. Everybody gets a jacket. What's is this? A, is this a jacket club? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know, uh, you know, Satema, well, and myself, we both played football, and and so the blazer. We we have a unique little blazer ceremony at the at the end of Manwealth Immersion. So the, these are guys that graduated actually back in November. We had nineteen guys come through, so it was a big group, and uh, and so yeah, we do a jacket ceremony, kind of like you know the Hall of Fame has the Hall of Fame jacket, yeah. and yeah. Uh, so. They come into what we call the elite fraternity of wealthy men and, and man wealth, and they get it. They all, um, you know, accept the, the, the blazer, the jacket, and uh, I love and that. Step into the fraternity. Yeah, some, yeah. some people get the uh, you know, some people get. I, I actually hold on. Here, this is what I got from firefighting. So, every hotshot crew, yeah, coin gets a personalized uh, belt buckle with a serial number on it. So oh, it's a belt buckle. Yeah. That's yeah. a belt buckle. Yeah. So that's a handcrafted belt buckle. It's a, it's a, it's an out West thing. I don't know. Uh, but obviously I do, yeah, have, I do right. have a belt. This goes on, but obviously I don't, I don't walk around with a cowboy belt all the time. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's funny. Cause I got back. Yeah, it's you. special, right? I mean, it's, uh, you yeah. know, very special. You earn that thing for it's sure. A, it's like this a story because I actually wanted to scroll down here. I wanted to connect it for you. It's like what you were telling us about Sistema and him having to sell his, you know, his ring. I mean, dude, that that's oh, I can't even fathom that. And that's I'd be like, I'd be like, and this is not uh, worth what that ring is worth. It, but to me, this belt buckle yeah. means a lot to me, man. That's 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 my yeah. time learning what brotherhood yeah. was all about and risking your life with other people and realizing that whatever you think you know, you know nothing and it's time to get humble yeah. and and realize that everybody needs to work together to get out alive. I mean, again, I'm sure you can connect on this. You're, you're former military. You got this way better than I do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's yeah. powerful stuff. So, uh, but and actually, yeah. real quick, because we're coming to the end of the show here, I want to make sure that yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, they knew that this is just about the dudes, ladies and gentlemen. So the ladies who are going to be listening to this, they also have. A brand for the ladies, Shield Maiden. Yes, Shield Maiden. And you have an event coming up next month. 
Yeah, in July 16th, and it's uh, it's so awesome. We have these women come through, and they're just so powerful, and like they, we don't hold back, like they, because we push, we push the men and the women physically. You know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned through, uh, through pushing yourself physically, obviously, as you know. And um, so we we got these women carrying big sandbags around and and crawling through the sand, and and uh, it's just powerful experience. Yeah. And uh, they they're they're amazing. So yeah, it's a, it's a great experience and a great. Looks event. like you get these and, ladies uh, going through some mindset exercises too. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. It's it's very unique. We we don't just sit and talk to them for twelve hours in a classroom. They're uh, they're moving. We're moving the environments constantly and keeping them keep shifting. And well, I figured to- you were tapping into some other stuff because if you again, ladies and gentlemen, you go to manwealth.com or to the Shield Maiden site. Doesn't matter. But if you scroll through here. Um, where was it? Was it this site? One of your sites, you had uh, some seal fit training stuff as well. So yeah, that was saw- probably, uh, that might be on my site where I have, uh, I went through uh, seal fit coral, which is a 52 hour. It, it's modeled after hell week. Yeah. And oh, I'm seal familiar fit with seal fit. <laughs> yeah. So I went through Kokoro. I went through class 45. There it is. There it is. And, uh, yep. I'm on, uh, I'm right in the middle there. Yep. Um, and, uh, so this video is is that there was 28 of us that started uh, this class and nine of us that actually finished. So, and unfortunately, like crazy story, uh, one of the guys actually the, the one on the very end, Deligianis, he died. Are you serious? Um, literally seconds after we finished. Wow! He how? And uh, you know there was so the, the, there's active and retired Navy SEALs that are running this. Yeah. And, uh, they were working on, I'm trying to bring them back and just, uh, so crazy. Wow. Um, 30, 32. It was his, it was his wedding anniversary that day. And, uh, so two little kids, age three and one. And, and, uh, he just, his heart, I, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but I, I think his heart quit basically. And well, if his heart quit, I'm going to tell you right now, I lost a friend, uh, at 32. And yeah. like literally they were doing a photo shoot to announce their, the, uh, their pregnancy. His wife was pregnant with their first child and yeah. he dropped in the backyard during the photo shoot oh, and they wow. couldn't revive him. And yeah. through now they did know that he actually had a heart defect and he had been okay. treated for that. And they thought it was fine. Then they don't know what happened. Was it, the, the yeah. powerful experience of now knowing that he's going to be a dad and it just caught up to him. Yeah. We don't know. And this situation yeah. seal fits. No joke, dude. I, are you familiar yeah. with go ruck? Yeah. I'm I've training done, for I, yeah, selection. I've, I've done the go ruck. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, have you heard of selection? No. What's that? Okay. Well, go ruck selection is they, they do it once a year. It's similar. I guess it's kind of similar to Kokoro. It's a 48 hour plus event. Okay. And, uh, um, but I'm training for that in September. I actually went last year and I did not make it. And that's a, that's a whole another podcast episode actually, but, uh, we can totally do another one down the road here. So I, I'm yeah, because I, this I is cool should. stuff. I, I knew there was some more layers to you, man. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, my, my fiance once in a while, she's like, you just, every once in a while you, you start bromancing with some of these dudes. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> if, if we got some connections, we got some connections. Yeah, I can't help right. it. You know? Right. Um, I, I, my own father, he's like, I don't understand how you go and do some of these things. I was like, I get, yeah. I get bored and yeah. I, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I can't help it. Why not? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, you and, know, and the powerful know. lessons you get out of it, 
dude, yeah. like doing that go rock. I hadn't done anything that hard since firefighting. Like yeah, fire, firefighting. I had a, I had a 40 pound pack, 25 pound chainsaw, 16 hours yeah. a day up and down the mountain. I yeah. doing the go rock, man. I dug deep. I dug, and that was a 21, yeah. 22 hour night all through the night. Uh, it was yeah. that, that <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. They, and they, uh, they don't take it easy on you, especially on those longer ones. Like no hardcore. But then I, when it's all done, all of a sudden they're like, they're like, they're all nice to you. They're oh, your yeah, best buddy. Sure. I was like, where's yeah. all the smiles and laughter coming from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It's a game. You know, it's, it's definitely a game for them. And as long as you can remember that, uh, we, uh, I can't tell you multiple times that night, multiple girl, uh, two, two different girls and two different guys. They wanted to quit and we didn't let them. Yeah. Everybody made it through. Good. Everybody that's made it awesome. through. So that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna to have to have another show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. Uh, especially with you getting getting ready to launch your show, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Those yeah. he's gonna be launching a new podcast show. It'll Do you already have a brand for championship it? Championship leadership. That's what it's gonna be. Say that again. So I'm gonna talk leadership, which I'm sure we could uh, we could talk all day on that too. So there we go. I love it. That's gonna be awesome. Well, listen, um, we do have to bring this show to a close because I gotta get ready for another one. But yep invite is open. Let's get you scheduled for another show. And, and you can pick the topic, man, because it sounds like, I think you and I'll have no problem talking about, <laughs> about stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to, but, but to close this show out, uh, one thing I've been doing since I found this show is I want the co-host to have those final inspirational words. And I like to put people on the spot if they didn't bother knowing that. So it, is everything you know, I mean, is there anything just right now at the top of your head that's kind of all encompassing? So if they forget everything else, you know, we talked about tonight. Again, ladies and gentlemen, NateBaileySpeaks.com is his primary site. You can also go to ProRevLive.com. You can go to ManWealth.com. And you can go to, uh, obviously, the, the Shield Ma uh, Maiden is another uh, brand. I'll have all this stuff linked on the website, so don't yeah. worry about it. Thank but you. is there going to be an all-encompassing message you'd like to leave behind for the audience today? Wow. Yeah. You are putting me on the spot here, but let's see. Um, You're a speaker, you, know, you, you touched it, you touched on it, um, earlier, right. Uh, I, you know, I live by a simple, um, mantra, if you will, of live what you teach. And in order to truly have the life that you want to get what you want inside of your life, uh, it's just all about really taking small, simple steps every single day, just hitting singles, not trying to hit it out of the park. And so I just say to keep swinging singles every single day, show up with intention, be clear on what it is that you want. And if it's truly something that you want in your life that you don't currently have right now, make sure that you're clear on why it matters that you will actually go out and do it on the days that you don't feel like it. Cause there are going to be those days when you will not want to get out and train. You won't want to send a message to your wife because you had an argument with her the night before, or you'll want to yell at your kids when it's not really what you want because they're frustrating you and they're being kids. So just remember what you want, why it matters, and just go out and do the work every single day and just take small steps, keep hitting singles. And uh, that's, that's what I found has worked best for me and continue to do hard stuff. Just continue. That's why I, I do all these challenging things is because I'm always learning, always growing. I was trying to get a little bit better. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm all about. And that's, that's what I'll leave with you with today. I love that message, man. Well, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, he, 
I couldn't sum it up better. You hear me all the time saying you got to put in the reps. Well, he just said, you know, you got to swing the singles, man. Just keep swinging for the singles. Stop trying to go for the home run. It's going to come. So thanks for tuning in to another powerful Live the Fuel podcast show. Again, make sure you check out manwealth.com. If you ladies are out there, make sure you follow the Shield Maiden feed. But uh, you can also go to prorevlive.com. And then obviously Nate's core site, natebaileyspeaks.com. Again, all this stuff will be on the website article for this show. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you too can live the fuel. Talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. 
Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.